a broadcast of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Working Woman Radio Show, where we have real conversations about the unique issues working women face. I am your host, Deanna Johnson Coffin. Before I introduce the topic for today's podcast, I want to tell you about a new talk show that my daughter Adriana and I are hosting on YouTube called Elevate. Let me tell you a little bit about the show and why we created it. We are a mother-daughter talk show team that wants to elevate your life. We love living life together. We wanted to share some of those experiences with you in order to inspire and encourage you to live your best life too. We'll be talking about ways to elevate your finances and your food and cooking, your fashion, uh, your physical and mental health, your home decor, and so much more. Expect to see great interviews with local and regional people who are making a difference in the community. There'll be some product reviews and a little chit-chat about celebrities and trending topics. We'll also be traveling around the metro Atlanta area and beyond, taking pictures, doing a little bit of video, uh, and sharing some of those fun segments of the local culture with you. The great thing about our show is that there really is something for everybody, young and old, men and women. It's just wonderful, good, wholesome entertainment for the whole family. Now, you can find us on YouTube Sunday evenings. We load up uh, a new show each evening around 6 o'clock p.m. Um, So take a moment to check out the program and to subscribe to our channel. I have included a link to the show in the show notes for this episode. So don't forget to scroll down and check that out. Also, if you live in DeKalb County, Georgia, you can listen to episodes of the show at 7 p.m. on Comcast Channel 25. Well, with that little bit of information being taken care of, I want to introduce you to my guest for today's show. Abigail Paul is a 27-year-old wife and mother and registered behavior technician. She's also a good friend. Along with all of these things, she is a person living with uh, and disabled by severe myasthenia gravis, a rare autoimmune neuromuscular disease. Each day, she has to balance each of these roles carefully so that they are in harmony with one another. Well, Abigail, Paul, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule um, and being with us today. Um, I want to go ahead and get straight into our interview. I guess I want, I guess the first thing I want to ask is, can you share a little bit with my audience about um, your background and your family? Just kind of introduce yourself to my audience. Yeah, so I am married. Mm-hmm. I've been married for five years this November. Wow, that's my amazing. My husband and I have a two, almost two and a half year old named that's Noah. Cool. That's right. Um, he is super spunky, <laughs> a lot of fun. That's <laughs> like two years um, And I, my professional background is working with um, an early childhood education with um, a specialization with special needs individuals. Gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Currently that's in applied behavior analysis. Analysis, but mm-hmm. I've worked in many, many different fields relating to young kids and or special needs people. Wow, wow, wow. Great, great. Thank you for kind of uh, just introducing yourself to, to the audience. Um, now, I know um, one of the main um, 
things we're going to talk about today is uh, myasthenia gravis. Did I say that correctly? Yes, you did. Yay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I want to I want to talk. I want to just get into that. I think that's this is such an important topic. Um, you were recently diagnosed with MG. Can you tell? Uh, my audience, um, a little bit more about what MG is and what it looks like and feels like for you on a day-to-day basis. Sure. Um, It is a rare autoimmune disorder. So basically my body attacks itself. Um, Mm. And so what happens is it's a breakdown in the neuromuscular junction, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, which basically means that my nerves don't communicate with my muscles. Wow. Um, So if I have access to, let's say 10 pounds of muscle Mm -hmm. antibodies get released that stop or block that communication. So Mm -hmm. my brain or, you know, your nerves tell Mm -hmm. you, okay, move this muscle. And it might only be communicating with one to two pounds of the 10 that you have available Wow. as an example. Um, so you are inherently strong and you have lots of muscle, but your brain isn't able to access communication with all of it. So there's a breakdown in communication. Yes. So, um, and that's triggered by the antibodies get released by a lot of different things. So number Mm -hmm. one is movement. So the more I move, the weaker I get, it's probably the only disorder in the universe where exercise is life-threatening. Oh my God. Um, (laughs) Wow. Um, stress can trigger it. Illness can trigger it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, pregnancy can make it worse. There's a wide variety of things that. Wow, um, wow. Well, that gives us. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't know. I mean, that (laughs) is eye-opening. It's, it is eye-opening, not just for my audience, but for me too. I mean, this. I feel like I'm just learning along with everybody else because I, I had not real. I've, I've I've heard of it, but I, I didn't know anybody with it. So it's one of those things where it's like, oh, okay. Uh, But it's a whole nother level of knowledge when you know someone with it. Um, so, um, I know that you, uh, professionally are a registered behavioral technician. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, so how, how has this disease affected, um, your ability to work? In every way. Wow. Um, so currently I am not driving. I haven't okay. driven since February 10th was the wow. last day. Wow. Um, So getting to the office is difficult. I'm extremely fortunate to work for a company that allows me to work virtually. And I have some adult clients that I'm able to work with. So Mm -hmm. since they're adults, they're able to tolerate a virtual session, whereas, you know, a kid on the autism spectrum would not. Could not, right. Um, Mm -hmm. But even talking for two hours wears my diaphragm out. So two hours is about my working max at a time. Wow. Wow. So um, this definitely has impeded your ability to, well, it definitely work any like even navigate. My first hospitalization was actually triggered by a big day at the office where I was blocking a tantrum with my legs and I walked uh-huh. 4,000 steps uh-huh. and um, it was just too much on my body. And then it ended up putting wow. me on. Wow. So but, yeah, that I, and, and the reason I asked I'm asking this is because I want people to understand um, holistically what this looks like for you and feels like for you and other uh, MG patients. I think that right. you're doing a good job of of just um, you know opening people's eyes. People don't know. 
Um, and I think we need to be aware of what, what this looks like and feels like. Um, now, I, I don't have this as a question that I, on my sheet, cheat sheet, but does it generally strike people who are younger or is, it, can, can, is the age a spectrum just wide based? So interestingly for women, it tends to affect you in your twenties or thirties. So as a 27 year old, I'm right on target. That's right. Um, And for men, it typically affects you in your fifties or sixties. Oh, really? Wow. So that's how it works. Yeah. Well, women, um, of course, men. you know, there are exceptions to of the course, rules, of but, um, yeah. wow. as a general standard. Yeah. yeah, I just was curious about that. Um, so now I asked you about work. Let's talk about home. How has this affected your ability to care for a two-year-old, a very active two-year-old? I mean, as a mom, <laughs> how does this look at home? Um, well, we have a lot of accommodations. Yes. We have a lot of help. Yeah. Um, I currently can't be left alone with my two-year-old safely for more than like an hour, hour and a half at a time. And a good bit of that involves TV. So that's his his time for the day. Yes. As far, you know, we are very open with him about Mm -hmm. my stuff. So we've tried to include him in the process to normalize it for him. Really? Okay knows what it looks like. He knows my port and knows the names of my home health nurses that come to do my infusions. And Mm -hmm. um, when he hears me make a uh, noise, he'll go, you struggling mommy, you need to breathe. (laughs) You know, he knows my little things, Um, but we do a good job of trying to normalize it and just like, yeah, mommy deals with this, but she'll be okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, that's, I think it's good. I mean, this is your reality. And rather than deny it, um, I say, including the little one in it and helping him to understand it, it's going to really be best for everybody. So I love, I love that you're doing that. I mean, I hate that you have the disease, but I think you, you definitely are making the best of it. Um, Quick question. I, I want to know what has been your worst moment in all this, because this is all, I think people need to understand. This has not been something that you've been dealing with for years and years. This, this is all unraveled very recently, hasn't it? Well, I actually think I've had it for two years. I can track back my early symptoms two years. But you you didn't know it. I didn't know it. No, I knew something was wrong. I knew there was something going on. There was a reason I was so tired I could yeah. walk all around Stone Mountain one yeah. day and the next day I couldn't walk a hundred steps. Is that right? Um and yeah. I there was yeah that day uh, the instance yeah. I'm thinking of in particular I actually fell down in the street because my right? legs straight out. Wow um, the rapid progression has been mostly since last fall. Okay. Um and then most severely since February. Wow, wow. Now you mentioned that you, you know, fatigue and weakness, I mean, you know, was definitely one of the symptoms. Are there some other symptoms, just in case someone's out there listening or will will be out there listening and saying, hmm, you know. So double vision was a big one that I okay. didn't know was a symptom. I knew my eyes were getting bad last year and I thought it was just me getting older. Sure. Um, <laughs> yep. I just, I thought my eyes needed yeah, to, Yeah, I know that happens. Um, That's right. Muscle spasm. So when your muscles fatigue, you know, yeah. we say it's muscle weakness. It's a little bit of a misnomer. It's really the rapid uh, yes. fatigue of your yes. muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would get these hours long, intense muscle spasms that I uh, didn't 
my muscles were so tired. Yeah. Um, trying to think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, the shortness of breath. There's some oh, really? people when they have ocular, I have generalized, which means it's in my whole body. Is that like right? My walking fatigue feels like I'm wading through mud oh. like I just, or someone strapped hundred pounds on my back. Wow. Okay. Wow. 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 So that, that gives us a, a good overview of symptoms. Yeah. I just wanted people to know that yeah, I think it's you know, but they call it the snowflake disease that's like the big thing it's myasthenia gravis is the snowflake disease because we're all so unique and we all present so differently oh wow that you could have any set of combination of symptoms yeah and the treatment that works for you might not be what works for someone else we all our treatments vary as much as our um our symptoms yeah. Really? That's, um, that's quite a name, the snowflake disease. I didn't, I didn't know that yet, but I can see what you mean by that. It's all, it's in uh, the disease presents itself uniquely to each person. Well, and the treatment. Very hard to diagnose. Is that right? Wow. Wow. So differently. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you, I, I was asking you, what was your worst moment in this whole thing? Uh, Um, (laughs) I know it's been a journey. You know, um, I, there's a, I I don't know if I can, there's a few that stand. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned about falling down at what, when you were walking. Oh, that was the least of my work. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Really? Um, yeah. I mean, definitely being in the hospital away from my son yeah, and yeah. one of the hardest things. Yeah. I'd imagine so. Um, you know, being only able to walk a hundred steps in a day for several weeks, that was wow. in my top worst. Um, wow. so I, was, I couldn't go upstairs to my bedroom. I lived on my couch for weeks. Oh my. Um, I had to have one of my treatments was probably in my top worst that I had to yeah. have, um, you see my scar yeah. boards in my neck where they pulled out uh, my blood, cleanse the uh, antibodies uh, out, put new plasma in and then put my blood back in my body. Oh, wow. Um, and that was very intense. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so yeah, it sounds like there've been some, some really, yeah. uh, really intense moments. Yeah. And then I think the last, the final one would just be struggling to breathe. That's the, I can deal with struggling to walk. I can deal with struggling. I can deal struggling with anything else, but the struggling to breathe has been the hardest. Yeah. That's hard. I'm I'm listening to you as you explain everything and get and walk us through this disease and, uh, and, you know, and put, you know, um, skin on this skeleton because we're, (laughs) we're just really, becoming, you know, un- to understand it, but you're so positive, Abigail, and I know we're on Zoom, and, and but you, I, but I, but I also want people to know, I do know you personally, and yeah. I, and so, and I follow your posts, um, and I, I just think, how can she be so positive with this happening, especially being as young as you are, it's one thing to, to be, you know, in your 60s or your 70s, and you're having health issues, we sort of kind of expect that. I'm 55, I'm starting to have more issues. But it's another thing, I think, to have health issues in your 20s. What what keeps you going? What keeps you positive? Um, honestly, I think my the kids that I've worked with, you know, wow. I've never not known someone with a disability. I, you know, true. I was naturally drawn to it because I grew up, several of my friends had siblings with disabilities. And yeah. so... Yeah. Um, it was already normalized for me, you know, Mm -hmm. I already knew how much 
I loved the kids that I worked with and how normal they felt to me and how willing I was able, how I was to work with them. Mm-hmm. And so, and I had so many tips and tricks that I'd use for them that I was That's able true. to use that myself. That's true. And so I think having walked so many other people through this made it easier to kind of walk myself through it. Wow. Wow. That's great. It's a real mental battle as much as it is a physical battle. Don't you think? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I was telling my husband the other day, you know, when you learn to change your identity to being a disabled person, you don't just change all of you. It's like, you have to learn how to be a disabled mom. You have to learn how to be a disabled wife. You have to learn how to be a disabled employee and all of those adjustments happen separately. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's amazing. So I don't want to go away without asking this question. Um, I know that you're in the process of uh, trying to raise money for an electric wheelchair that your insurance company, insurance companies do what they do. Um, They (laughs) are not going to cover a, an electric wheelchair. So I know you're, you've started this campaign. I want to make sure that you get a chance to tell my audience about what you're doing um, to raise money um, because um, we want to see what we can do as a community to come alongside you and help elevate your life a little bit. So talk to us and tell us about what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah, I've been trying to um, get a power wheelchair approved um, Mm -hmm. and it's been a very difficult process. And even if they could approve one, the one that they would give me would be like over a hundred pounds and not practical for MG and only for indoor use. Which when you have a little kid is you want to be able to go outside and do stuff with your family. So I found um, after two months of research, I found a power chair that meets all of my needs for MG, but it's not FDA approved for medical grade use because that would be for paralyzed people, which I am not. Right. Um, So it has really awesome features like it can recline for days my neck and chest muscles get really weak and have an attachable headrest it's super lightweight and comes apart so if and when I'm driving again I can use get it into my car by myself wow Um, it folds so I don't need to buy a separate lift or a special van that's wonderful um it meets all my criteria so to fund it but the chair is twenty seven hundred dollars okay that was my next question (laughs) wow yeah very outside of our price range my hospitalizations this year yeah um so I um used to do a little bit of graphic design work so I actually designed my own t-shirts for um, MG awareness okay and I have been selling the shirts okay excellent excellent as as a fundraiser type thing yes and my awesome brother-in-law Jeremy Paul with Vulture Press has been um has offered to make the shirts and waive Mm -hmm. the labor fee so we're able to put 75 percent of the proceeds towards the chair, which is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, we want to help you as much as we can. And so what we're wanting to do is put that information um, out there for our viewers. Um, and do you have a, um, a and whatever link that uh, you yeah, have? Yeah, I have a Google form okay. link that I'm using Good. as an order form. Okay, so. so we'll go ahead and put that on the show for people to access so that anybody who wants to contribute to that or buy whatever um, can do that. And that'll be one step closer to you having your chair. Yeah, we actually, you know, I already, I posted the link last night for people to start buying and we are yes. two thirds of the way there already. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, we um, you to get all yeah, the way there. So we, we have about $900 left to raise. Okay. Okay. Um, excellent. Excellent. So it's yeah, going well. Yeah. And, and you know what, uh, if people buy the shirts, um, and, and you make your, I mean, and you, uh, 
you make the, your goal, I'm sure that there are other things that you need the money for. Um, you know, I'm sure with all of the medical bills, all the time you've spent in hospitals and all the other things that, that come along with um, having MG, I'm sure that you could put whatever other monies to good use. Yes. We've had to hire in-home help to help with like just chores because I can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people to help transport Noah to his preschool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then my work hours have been cut down by two thirds as well. Yeah. That's all um, that's yeah. That affects um, your your household's bottom line. And so um, (laughs) if there's, if you meet the monies, uh, make the monies for the wheelchair, like I said, I'm sure you can use the other monies for all the myriad of other things that you have to pay for. (laughs) Well, Abigail, you are a joy to talk to. Your smile is infectious. I feel um, I don't know. I feel a little convicted because I sometimes complain about, you know, feeling this way or feeling that way. And here you are dealing with this, but having such a positive attitude, I, I, I feel, I feel like I need to do a better job of being pretty positive, but I can be a little bit more positive. So thank you for sharing so candidly with us about um, the disease and about what your life looks like. And I hope it'll inspire others who might be going through this or maybe dealing with some other kind of disease. Um, I think that, I think, I think talking to you is inspirational. So thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be with us today. Thank you for having me. Well, friends, our time together is just about over. But if you haven't already done so, I want to encourage you to subscribe and download episodes of The Working Woman Radio Show by going to www.theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com. You can also find us by visiting the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network and clicking on The Working Woman Radio show icon there. For more information about upcoming podcasts and Working Woman Radio Show events, you can also go to the Working Woman Radio Show Facebook page and become a friend. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you're thinking. We want you to share your comments and ask your questions um, because this is just as much your show as it is mine. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't have a show if I didn't have an audience participating. So we want to hear from you. Uh, God bless, and we'll see you next time.